chapter 22 of History of England in words of one syllable by Helen W. Pearson George Ford This is LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson Chapter 22 George Ford George Ford was quite no man when he came to the throne. He had been made to take Princess Caroline of Brunswick for his wife, and he could not bear her, so they did not live in the same house. They had had a child, Charlotte, a good, bright girl, and all hope of the land was set on her. She was wed to Prince Leopold of Saxony, but death took her in the bloom of her youth. To the great grief of the whole hand, George Ford would not have his wife with him when he took the crown. He said she was not fit to be queen and he sought to get rid of her. There were those who took up her cause, and so there was strife at once. When the king went to have the crowd put on his head, in the midst of all the pomp, the queen dropped up to take her place at his side, but she was kept back, and she had to go to her home. This made her fret and pie till death put an end to her woes. Both the king and the queen were no doubt to blame, but George had such a hate for his wife, and that when Napoleon was dead, and someone told him that his worst fall was gone, he said that once, when did she die? The health of George Ford was not good, and he spent most of his time in the house he had built or in drives in her park at Windsor. He had to let a bill pass for Roman Catholics to sit in Parliament, but he did not like that. But this was an age of a change. Steam had been brought in and made to move ships, and to lend its aid to those who wove cloth and clutch all. And as we must have fire for steam, there were great coal-works set up in the north of England, and men went in crowds to dig up the coal. So great towns grew up there. George Ford had no child to take the throne, so it came to the next in blood. William, Duke of Clarence, the third son of George III, he was a dowman, but good and kind, and Queen Adelaide won the love of all. They had lost their two babes long since, and all knew that the next heir must be the Princess of Victoria, the child of Edward, Duke of Kent. King William had shown that he was a friend of the weak, and at that time they sought to make a great change to go, as they said, to the root of things, 
and get more right for the folks. The Duke of Wellington, he was as great in peace as he was in war, strove to have time to wait things well. But these men would not wait. The poor thought that if the king gave them the new right, they would grow rich all at once. So they were in a rage that all was not done at once, and went through the land in bands to burn hay ricks and stacks of corn. They thought no more of Wellington's great deeds, but set out to pelt him with stones as he rode by. But his calm, cool ways held them in check, and no one cast a stone. You see, he was at the head of things, and they thought he would not let the king help them. So he left his place, and the weak put one of their men in, and an act of a parliament, known as the Reform Bill, was made to set things to rights. By this, all men who could rent a house in a town had a vote as to who should go to the parliament. The best thing done in the reign was the slaves were set free in the West Indies. In those days, ships would go to Africa, and the crew would steal or buy black men and their wives and young ones, and bring them to the West Indies to work for them. An Englishman, William Wilberforce, had sought for half of his life to break up the slave trade. And in eighteen thirty-four, all the slaves in these isles were set free. King William's reign was but short, and there were no wars in it, but railways were made, and steam drew the cars on them for the first time. From Liverpool to Manchester, in eighteen thirty, it did so well that more were built. And in time, the whole land had a network of rails laid on it, and goods and forks could go with speed from place to place. In this reign, men went forth from England to make homes in Australia and Canada. At William's death, the English lost the German state of Hanover, which must be held in male line. So he could not go to Victoria. End of a chapter twenty-two.